my joy. You are my song. You are the well, the one I'm drawing from. You are my refuge, my whole life long. Where else would I go? Surely my God is the strength of my soul. Your love defends me. Your love defends me. And when I feel like I'm all alone, Your love defends me. Your love defends me. Yeah. focus on the New Testament, and our reading today will come from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 through 17. We'll see that the ability to prophesy may involve predicting future events, but its main purpose is to communicate God's message to people, providing insight, warning, correction, and encouragement. 
We'll read about the gift of speaking in tongues or unknown languages. And that was a concern of the Corinthian church because the use of the gift had caused disorder in worship. Speaking in tongues is a legitimate gift of the Holy Spirit, but the Corinthian believers were using it as a sign of spiritual superiority rather than as a means to spiritual unity. Spiritual gifts are beneficial only when they're properly used to help everyone in the church. We should not exercise them only to make ourselves look good or feel good. Paul's words to the Corinthians about tongues and prophecy have much to say to our generation today. Many Christians struggle with the discussion of tongues. Paul would clearly say that no one should put down those Christians who speak in tongues, and those who speak in tongues should not disparage those who do not. Paul makes several points about speaking in tongues. Number one, it's a spiritual gift from God. Number two, it's a desirable gift, even though it isn't a requirement of faith. Number three, it is less important than prophecy and teaching. Believers need unity and love. The enemy is not each other, but the sinful world, Satan, and our selfish, sinful desires. But Paul would have another word for today. He says, I wish you could all prophesy. Although Paul himself spoke in tongues, he stresses prophecy, preaching that is, because it benefits the whole church, while speaking in tongues primarily benefits the speaker. Paul would encourage us to be so in tune with the Spirit that his messages of comfort, encouragement, and edification would be heard in our congregations today. The message here to us is simply this. Make sure your actions are encouraging and edifying. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. August 21st, the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 through 17. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Dear brothers and sisters, If I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play the notes clearly, or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called to battle? It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you're saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. 
Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I can see the waters raging at my feet. I can feel the breath of those surrounding me. I can hear the sound of nations rising up. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. I can walk down this dark and painful road. I can face every fear of the unknown. I can hear all God's children singing out. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave. The same
now we turn to the book of Psalms. Our reading today will come from Psalm 37, verses 12 through 29. You can tell a lot about a person's character by the way he or she handles money. The wicked person steals under the guise of borrowing. The righteous person gives generously to the needy. Wicked people, therefore, focus on themselves, while righteous people look to the welfare of others. We'll read about the person in whom God delights. That's one who follows God, trusts Him, and tries to do His will. God watches over and makes firm every step that person takes. If you'd like to have God direct your way, then seek His advice before you step out. When we see a Christian brother or sister suffering today, we can respond in one of three ways. Number one, we can say, as Job's friends did, that the afflicted person brought this on himself. Or number two, we can say that this is a test to help the person develop more patience and trust in God. Or number three, we can help the person in need. David would approve of only that last option there. Although many governments today have their own programs for helping those in need, this is really no excuse for ignoring the poor and needy within our reach. Psalm 37, verses 12 through 29. The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But their swords will stab their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich for the strength of the wicked will be shattered. But the Lord takes care of the godly. Day by day the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay. But the godly are generous givers. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land, but those he curses will die. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, and now I am old. Yet I never have seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others, and their children are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and He will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever. For the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land, and will live there forever. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 25 and 26. Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. What if you could go back 
Study. 